Welcome to Inside Your Head. This is Nasty Neil, and I'm joined by Julie Don Cole of Ruka Salt, the original Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory, currently on tour for the Alamo Draft House. How's that going? It's going very well. Um, I've got another 10 stops to do, I think. I'm currently in Dallas and uh, got another week and a bit to go. Yeah. Did you did you ever think when you were uh, making the movie that someday you know, it would be taking you all over the world that people would still be talking about it and it would be <laughs> you know, so iconic? No. No, not remotely could I have had a, an idea. I mean, it, it's just bizarre that you think, you know, 40, almost 50 years later, we are still talking about the movie. And more importantly, people still want to hear about it. Yeah. What, what do you think it is about the movie that not only people who grew up watching it, but it, it finds new audiences all the time? I, I, it's, I think they were very clever in that they made it timeless and placeless. You don't know where it was meant to be placed. You don't know what, what decade, what era it's in. So that's good. But it, it, it appeals on lots of different levels. You know, you can watch it as a kid and you just enjoy all the candy and the fun. And mm-hmm. then you watch it as an adult and you, you see all the, the little references and the, the little uh, poetry quotes and things like that going on. So, yeah, and you know we were we were just lucky. You know, it's, it's it's a movie that if you had to be in one, if you had to pick one to be in, that was the one <laughs> to be in. Right. So, how did you actually get the role of Ruka Salt? Uh, I was at theatre school in London. I'd been there for a little while. I'd only been in one professional job before that. Um, I was in a production of Peter Pan in the West End uh, over Christmas, and then along came the cattle call for Willy Wonka, and I was. Uh, you know, screen uh, not screen tested at that point. I was just you know brought into the hall with everybody else at my school, and it was kind of you, you, not you, not you, yes, you. All the girls of the right age and height were lined up, and then recalled and recalled and recalled until it was you know between me and one other girl. <laughs> wow. Do you remember what the audition itself was like? I do remember. Um, you know, I remember the very last one, and they didn't have a, a script, so I had to read from the book. I had to read uh, the passage where Veruca is talking about all the animals she has and what she wants, and they didn't have a song, and so I had to sing "Happy Birthday" as my audition song. <laughs> you must have did it. You must have did it very well. Well, I got away with it. <laughs> right. So I assume what you did your own uh, singing then in the movie. I did when um, when I was cast. They they hadn't made a decision at that point whether I was going to be dubbed. So I met Walter Schaaf, the musical director in London uh, at his hotel. And I remember we went to a very sort of public space. It was kind of in the lobby or somewhere. It was a great big grand piano at this hotel on Park Lane. And he played it and I sang it and he went, yeah, you can do it. And that was that. <laughs> uh-huh. was, it a, was it a positive experience making the movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All of it was. I mean, you know, we had great fun doing it. It was fun being with the other kids. You know, we all became like brothers and sisters. I mean, there was a sad thing as well, really, in that I was away from home. Um, I didn't have a relative with me. All the other kids did. Um, But my mum was a working mum and had my sister back in the UK, so she couldn't come with me. It was all filmed in Germany. So we were all away from home. Um, So that that part was uh, difficult because I was homesick. yeah, I miss my mom. I'd never been away from home before. But <laughs> yeah. but the actual making of the movie was great fun and, and, you know, the friendships that were made for all those years. Yeah. What was it like being on the sets? Because they seem like, uh, you know, enormous and they seem like they'd be fun just to walk out on the sets. 
They were. They were, especially the Pure Imagination Room, the chocolate room. You know, yeah. that was, the whole soundstage was all constructed. You know, no CGI, no, it was all there. You know, every inch of that soundstage was the chocolate room. So you could just wander around. I used to um, go and get sandwiches for my lunch, and I used to sit by the river and have a picnic. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you get to keep anything, like any of the props or, or your wardrobe? Well, or I did. Um, oh, okay. Not because then, you know, we realized that there was any cachet or cash in memorabilia, but because I was away from home, I wanted to show things to my family. So yeah. I had a whole bunch of golden tickets and Wonka bars <laughs> and bits and pieces. Um, yeah. I've got one or two pieces left now, but I'm, I'm waiting for the right price. <laughs> yeah. Plus, I'm sure they mean something to you. That's, that's pretty cool. They do. They do. Yeah. they do. What was uh, Gene Wilder like? Gene was lovely, a uh, very gentle man, um, just very quiet, uh, not not quiet shy, but just kind of ordinary. I mean, um, you know, he would sit on the set with, you know, hanging out in the corner with, with uh, Jack Albertson and Roy Kinnear and all of us kids bouncing around all over him. And um, yeah, he, he was just lovely, um, yeah. very nice, very patient, if you think. I mean, you know, I'm not sure that I'd want five kids that had, had a load <laughs> of candy bouncing around. Right. Did did you eat real candy on, on, while you're making the movie? Well, uh, everything that you saw us eat was actually edible. Um, you know, well, all the good. stuff that was in yeah. close-ups. But <laughs> right. but as a child, I didn't like chocolate, so that was uh, yeah, wasn't so appealing for me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So you said that you know all of you were were friends on the set. So did you uh, keep in contact with everybody? With all the kids? Uh, we, we did. I mean, I wrote to Denise, you know, back in the day, you know, longhand for a while. But by the time I think we were 16 or 17, we'd kind of, you know, the, the, the notion of writing longhand letters got a bit boring and we lost touch them for a while. And then it was about in 97, thanks to the Internet and thanks mm-hmm. to uh, a kind of super fan that tracked us all down and reunited us. And then we started to do some conventions, you know, Comic-Cons and that sort of thing and appearances. So mm-hmm. now we, all us kids and a couple of the Oompa Loompas are still in touch. Uh-huh. What were the Oompa Loompas like on, on set and, and, and now when you're meeting them again? You're, well, they, they, to us, they were just, you know, Rusty, Malcolm, Albert, you know, they were just, <laughs> uh-huh. you know, our friends. Um, right. But, you know, they, they, they were great guys. I know lots of people sort of had nightmares about them, but uh, no, they were just great guys. We saw them, you know, going into makeup before all the orange faces and the green hair. Um, they, they like to play hard and party hard. Um, in <laughs> fact, one of them, Rusty Goff, who I've been friends with all these years, he's based in the UK as well. He's getting married finally next April to his lovely lady that he's been with for 28 years. And uh, he's going to get married and I will be going to his wedding. So I'm going to an Oompa Loompa wedding. (laughs) Excellent. Congratulations to him if he's uh, listening. (laughs) I will. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And uh, so you mentioned, you know, before the Internet stuff, uh, did you realize that the movie was so big before the Internet? Because I guess it's not really. I mean, it was really the sort of, um, you know, the advent of of VHS and all of those things. You know, when it came out in the movie theaters, it it didn't last that long. You know, it kind of came and went. But it was once the, you know, the VHS and it it started to be playing in the holiday season. You know, it gets played at Thanksgiving or Christmas or Easter Mm -hmm. or whatever. And it was then, I suppose, probably the mid 80s when it when you started to think, hang on, this is this is sort of coming back again. Yeah. And was it always big? Because 
it's big my whole life in uh, in America. Was it always big in England too? I don't know. You know how people took um, it. I, I think so. I mean, you know, they're, they're they're not quite as extrovert as you guys are for it. Um, but no, I you know I still meet people that you know they 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 tell you stories about how it got them through a bad time in their life or if they were kids, maybe they were sick or that kind of thing. So we always call it the Wonka effect. You know, people can be having a rotten day and then, you know, you mention something about Wonka or you were in it and you see people's faces light up and that's always nice. Yeah. So I read that you had a, that you had a crush on, on, on Peter uh, while you're making the movie. Is that true? Yes, it was myself <laughs> and Violet Beauregard. So, uh-huh. Yeah, we 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 had a a little rival, friendly rivalry. You know, only in as much as who was going to stand next to him that day. That was about <laughs> it. right. So it, it didn't get to fisticuffs or anything. No, it didn't. <laughs> so you're the only one that uh, continued to act do you, after um, the movie. Do you know? Do you know re- the reason why? No, um, I think uh, the others did. Paris, who played Mike TV. Uh, carried on for a little while. He went to NYC and studied theatre, and Denise did a few bits and pieces. But you know, Charlie uh, Peter Ostrom never wanted to act again. That was it. He, with the money that he earned from the movie, he bought himself a horse, and that <laughs> ignited his passion to become a large animal veterinarian. Oh, well, that's very that's very cool. Yep. So, I, I know you have your your book. Uh, I want it now that you can get on your website, Julie. Thank Don you. Yes, Cole. I do. Yeah. <laughs> So I read a little bit about it there. I'm actually looking forward to reading it, to read the actual book. But uh, you thank your mom for keeping like letters you sent. So are the letters she in did, there? Yeah, because um, I was asked to write the book, um, which, you know, a few years ago now. And, um, and it was all my memoirs of it. And I was trying to, you know, think of things that happened and remember things. You know, the memory gets a little hazy. And my mom said, oh, I kept all the letters that you wrote to me. And she'd got them all. So they were all there, um, you know, telling her what had happened and describing how I met Jean Wilder and my little picture. I drew her a little picture of the set and uh-huh. describing what the aeroplane journey was like and what the hotel was like and various other things. So, yeah, they're, they're all in the book as well. I think they're, they're you know, quite sweet. They're a, a bit of an insight into what life was like. Uh-huh. That's very cool. I got some questions here from uh, people who mentioned you're going to be on the show. Uh, yep. Sarah Barrett wants to know uh, about the scar on your knee uh, yes. <laughs> that you still carry from the candy factory scene with the rocks. Yes, so in the in the chocolate room, in the pure imagination room, um, I have to smash open a watermelon and scoop out all this chocolate inside. So I was mm-hmm. doing it, and they were saying, you know, you know, harder and more mean and and faster and this, that, the other. So I was doing <laughs> it very vigorously. Um, but what they didn't tell me was that the rock that I was smashing it on was real. So, uh, and then there was a sudden cut, cut, cut. She's, you know, I'd I'd bloodied my knee. So, yes, it was my left knee. If you see it on the big screen, which if you go Uh to the Alamo Draft House screenings, you get to see it on the big screen. You'll see a very quick shot of a very bloodied knee. (laughs) (laughs) I'll have to look for that. I actually watched a movie again recently. Uh, I did not notice, but now I'll have to look for that. Uh, Yeah. Actually, that same scene, Tommy Kovac wants to know was... uh, uh, was that real fudge that you ate in the ball? It uh, okay, hello Tommy, but no, it wasn't real fudge. It was um, it was like a chocolate custard powder, like a milk pudding, and it was horrible. It was cold and wet and slimy, and I did not like chocolate, so that was acting. I hated it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Sean Green, uh, what were you? What's your opinion on the Tim Burton remake? Sean. 
I'm sorry, all questions must be submitted in writing. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. Very good. Very good. Uh, Richard also wants to know uh, if they were ever to make another version, who would you like to be see cast as Willy Wonka? Oh, wow. I think it's hard to top. Yeah, it's impossible. I mean, they are making a prequel, I believe, by the same team that did Paddington. Um, Mm. And I know there's been lots of people mentioned. Oh, I don't know. Um, Gosh. The thing about Gene was that he had this sort of enigmatic, you weren't sure if he was lovely or crazy. So you Mm -hmm. have to have somebody with a little bit of danger about them, Uh, you know, Somebody that you think, yeah, you could be a villain, but, you know, are you really nice and twinkly as well? I don't know. Ryan Gosling, maybe. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true, though, because when I watch, like you mentioned, when you watch your kid, you just kind of have yeah, fun. We watch an adult, you watch him and you think he's really he's really dark and, and kind of uh, yeah. very strange. Yeah. 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 But there's a final shot when he gives Charlie a big hug right at the end mm-hmm. of the movie. And to me, I hope that's not spoiling it for anybody, but I think most people have seen it by now. Um, but to me, that is such an, a, a wonderful moment. When I, I watch that m- most nights when we're on this little Alamo tour, and uh, he, it's such a real heartfelt hug that I, I mm-hmm. believe it. I believe the love that comes out of, of Gene for Willy Wonka's love for Charlie. It's just wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I just want to ask, uh, what are your thoughts on the, a band named Veruca Salt? Well, extremely flattered. You know, that's <laughs> lovely. I haven't yet met them. Maybe one day. Um, uh-huh. I think we've been in touch via Twitter. Um, I, I was told about them. And, um, yeah, that's why my, my Twitter handle is Real Veruca Salt, because they got there first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn them. But that's sorry. But uh, la- one last question, too. When you're doing these uh, conventions and, and doing the tours, uh, do you have any uh, memories that stand out with, like, fan interactions, like someone maybe gifted you something or made something for you? Well, there's all sorts of um, things that happen. You know, people are, uh, are lovely. I love seeing it when the kids dress up. We had the cutest little boy the other night. I think he was only about four, dressed up as an Oompa Loompa. And he was just wonderful, walked proudly on stage and gave a bow. It was marvelous. So that's been really lovely. I've met some fantastic people and done some fantastic things. You know, the the doors have been opened up. Oh, hey, you're Veruca Salt. Will you come and do this for us or that for us? So that's been lovely. Um, I suppose the, the one that actually made, left me somewhat speechless was a fan in Kansas. City who said uh, you know I've got something to show you can I come down onto the stage and went yeah okay sure and she pulled up the back of her shirt and her entire back from shoulder to waist was a a tattoo of me oh wow that's pretty wild that was strange yep (laughs) didn't quite know what to say didn't quite know what to say Uh, very cool well I appreciate talking to me it's very fun thank you very much thank you Neil I'll have the link so everyone can uh, go check out your website and see where you're at next and uh, get a copy of, of your book autographed. Please do follow me on Twitter. I'm desperate to break the numbers and beat Mike TV. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll get that out there for you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Neil. Thanks. thanks. Have, a good, have a good day. Bye. Bye. All my high school friends are off in college now. And I get high and watch TV all day Living in my mother's basement's really not that bad I got everything I need and I don't pay 
And I never asked to grow up So please don't make me do it I wasn't meant to grow up Don't think I'll make it through it Things have been going south since I hit puberty It looks like growing up is just too much for me I was doing fine when I was still a kid Swapping baseball cards and playing ball Then came high school classes that I couldn't understand And girls who wouldn't notice me at all But I never asked to grow up So please don't make me do it I wasn't meant to grow up Don't think I'll make it through it Things have been going south since I hit puberty Looks like growing up is just too much for me When people say I need to make a move I just agree with them But I say not now No, not right now When they say I need to get a life I just agree with them But I don't know how No, I don't know how And I never asked to grow up So please don't make me do it I wasn't meant to grow up Don't think I'll make it through it Things have been going south since I hit puberty Looks like growing up is just too much for me It looks like growing up is just too much for me It looks like growing up is just too much for me